Craft Beer Radio, episode 123, September 20th, 2008. Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. I'm Jeff Baer. I'm Greg Weiss. And uh, tonight we're just having all kinds of technical difficulties. Yeah, this is, we may have lost the pre-show. Maybe not. We'll see. It's looking like we did. Uh, my computer is none so happy after Hurricane Ike blew through and caused several power outages. Mm. And um, it's acting all flaky. So I'm going to try to run um, spin right on it or something, see if I can get it happy again. But I think think i lost the pre-show already so and our little thingy that we use to record at saver is not reading the little card read the cards so So. happily we have my work laptop which uh, is capable of running our normal software adobe audition and we are uh recording on that tonight for the beers we will be doing a uh bit of a grab bag show you want to start with this one yeah let's do it okay so first you're going to have to do the lookup now because you're recording, right? <laughs> I'm recording, so Jeff's going to have to look up all the information. This is from Great Lakes. This is their Imperial Dortmunder. Now, their Dortmunder is one of our favorite beers. Uh, and their Imperial Dortmunder as well. More of it. More Dortmunder in the same glass. So Dortmunder is, of course, a uh, German-style lager. It's kind of... Uh, how would you describe it, Dortmund? It, it's a it's a nice hoppy slash malty. It's really a good blend of the two. Yeah, uh, Dortmunder is a, a German style lager, usually refreshing. Um, uses a lot of Pilsner malt, so it has that that flavor with the little bit of the, the DMS, a little bit of graham crackers in there, and uh, there's a fair amount of hops in a Dortmunder. Uh, it's an export style beer, so they typically ramp up you know the alcohol just a little bit to to give it a little more uh staying power uh, great lakes makes a great one for 20th anniversary they decided to do up a imperial dortmunder and that's what we got here right because their regular dortmunder is their flagship so on the aroma it's a honey like aromas and i yeah, mean it's got it, it it's not quite as sweet as honey but it's got a lot of the same aromatic qualities it's a little bit sticky in terms of its sweetness, it's also more towards the sweet than towards the malt. So that's why it's kind of honey-like. Right. Uh, if you've had the same Adams Imperial Pilsner, some very similar aromas in here. Um, not nearly as hoppy as the Imperial Pilsner in the aroma. Imperial Pilsner is tons of Hallertauer, Zotz hops, really spicy. This one's much more malty. Uh, maybe a touch of graham cracker in there. That would go with the honey, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah, and and maybe um, just because I'm used to it, a little bit of apple. Aroma. Yeah, yeah. There's apple for sure. The the alcohol aroma you're getting off of it smells like what you get when you do a beer with honey, right? It's that higher, sharper alcohol. Something you get out of candy, sugar, or honey, and it's actually quite reminiscent of a honey or an alcohol from mead or some kind of honey beer or something like that. And the color is a nice golden, really nice golden color. Uh, very transparent. 
So we're looking at 7.3% ABV. Brewed once for the 20th anniversary. Um, not too much other, more details than that on here. This definitely has that sweet taste that you do. I mean, it has kind of a honey-like taste. It's got... Well, it's got a lot of extra fermentables in there, right? So it's going to come out sweeter. Yeah, it definitely comes out a little sweeter. And um, now this isn't the first time we've had it. Greg and I split a case. We've had it quite a bit. And overall, I think this one's a little too sweet. Yeah, it's not It's not the same. I don't know. It doesn't have the same awesomeness as the regular Dortmunder, which is just super refreshing, at, while at the same time being more than your average lawnmower beer. It's got flavors in there that are distinctive and mm-hmm. this guy you know a nice just a nice bite but ends really you know clean this has a little bit of a bitter end because the hops mm-hmm. uh, it's got a, a sweetness that, that sticks around a bit on your tongue and the roof of your mouth but it, it's in general it's a it's a nice a nice beer it's kind of hard i think to drink a whole case of this for you know, uh, yeah exactly um Food compliments. This is on the Great Lakes website. Because neither the malt nor the hops dominate this beer, it compliments most foods. Thank especially you. salads, fish, and chicken. See, I was thinking pasta. I was thinking mm-hmm. like um, maybe a butter sauce or something. Sure. Well, that could work too. But I think pasta, just because I think the sweetness would go well with something a little mm-hmm. bit uh, bitter and... Um, crab. Salty crab. Crab would work. Yeah, the butter. It'd be, it'd be a nice contrast to to you know some of that to to something bitterness, a little bit salty. I agree. Cheers. Great Lake Dortmunder Imperial Dortmunder out of Cleveland, Ohio. If I um, had another opportunity and I saw the Imperial Dortmunder and the regular Dortmunder on the shelf, though, Dortmunder, definitely the regular, the regular Dortmunder. Dortmunder. Which is just, I mean, a great example of the style. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on to this one next. This is McShoof, Artisanal Belgian Brown Ale. Hmm. This is a brewed and bottled by Brasserie de Schoof in El Schoof, Belgium. Well, while you're looking it up, I'll pour. 8.5% alcohol by volume. So epinions.com says McShoof, the beer of Scottish gnomes. So I'm guessing the uh, label in the front has a little gnome there. You're right. And it's a Scottish style ale. It's got yeah, it's got a gnome dude with a big long nose and uh I don't know, he's got a he's bent he's bent over so he's kinda looks like he has a big butt and he's wearing plaid pants. <laughs> Favorite of Scottish gnomes worldwide. This is this uh, epinions.com. That's normally not one of our normal sources for. Uh... It won the top award at Eurobeer 1999 in Strasbourg, France, in the category Abbey Style Ale. So, I mean, it looks kind of doublish, doesn't it? It's got. I don't know if I was uh, too careful when I was pouring this, although it doesn't. No, it definitely is. Oh, it, smell, it smells like a double. So here on the uh, Ashouf website, we got a uh, Mixhouf Scotch of the Ardennes. So the brewer must be in the Ardennes region of Belgium. Description, the Mixhouf is an unfiltered dark beer, which is re-fermented in the bottle as well as in the keg. Behind its fruity flavor, 
A slight hint of bitterness may be found. Comes in 750 mils, 20 liter kegs, and obviously 330s. That's not a 750. 8% alcohol by volume. Serving temperature is 84 to 10 degrees Celsius. <laughs> Near boiling! Uh, it says 50 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit in the back here, okay. so there you go. There's your conversion. This looks... Uh, how can you describe this look here? It's... Ooh, that smells good. It, it, it's a dark brown with, at the top... There's, there's sort of like a, a green highlighting at the top. Of it, it's uh, you can see there's yeast floating in there, but it's not uh, it's not really clear enough to actually see the yeast other than just a couple. There's a bunch of chunks of yeast in there. It, it does like have this glow to the top of it, where the light from the the ceiling lamp is filtering down for a little bit and kind of breaking out. It has a heavenly glow to it. It looks like a Belgian double. Has a, a thinner head than most though. It smells malty with, with kind of a grainy note to it. There's a fantastic, it's a sweet smell, but there's some fantastic, I'm smelling maple syrup, I'm smelling... Uh, but on top of that, I'm smelling kind of like an almost an unroasted barley smell, sort of just a, a grainy note on top of everything. Mm-hmm. By the way, today we're drinking out of tulip glasses just because... Most of the beers will be suited yeah. for this. I really like the smell in this. It's it's sweet. It fills your nose. It's a. Uh, it smells a bit like um, liquid malt extract when you're brewing. Uh, it smells a bit like maple syrup. There's a little bit of fruitiness in there. I'm thinking. Uh, hmm. If so anything, it, like if anything, it's kind of a prunish. Prunish. Uh, maybe a little bit of strawberry jam though. I don't get that so much. Well, you know, strawberry jam doesn't really smell too much like strawberries, right? It smells more like sugar, so. Ooh, really nice, full, and uh, close to toffee-like. Oh, that's that's interesting. So, yeah. beginning of the flavor, Belgian double, lots of esters in there, all kinds of fruit and flowers. And then towards the end, you get the peat smoke. You know, it's reminiscent of a Scottish-style ale. Like I said, there's kind of a toffee-like note that kind of goes through the whole thing. Uh, somewhat like a Heath bar or something, right? It's got that mm-hmm. that English toffee flavor. And around it, that that's just going down sort of the middle of your tongue, and then around it on the outside of your tongue and the roof of your mouth and your cheeks, you're getting all those little floral esters that come out, the little potpourri stuff. But those are not super strong. It's not a very incredibly like flowery beer. It's just that they're there uh, as a supporting player. Right. Ooh. This is really good. Mm-hmm. But I'm having a hard time thinking of stuff to go with it. Other than bread pudding. <laughs> Bread pudding with a McShoop sauce. I mean, this, this is one of those, you know, the, like the Scotch ale, this would go well with uh, creme brulee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something along those lines. I mean, but I'm thinking like other food would either just kind of overpower it or not pair right with it. I'm thinking you might be able to get an interesting pairing with uh, the right kind of jerk seasoning. 
Maybe that or maybe kind of a garlicky mashed potatoes or something like that. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm not sure exactly which kind of jerk. I'll leave that to the Jamaican, which kind of Jamaican jerk. I'll leave that to the professionals, you know, the chefs. But I think you might be able to take the the earthiness and the sweetness in here. The sweetness is the difficult part, right? That's why you just can't take any, you know, pork ribs done right, with jerk. Right, yeah. But if you, I think, there's, I think there's room there to do something interesting with it. I think you're right that if you know sort of a, a like a fried chicken jerk or something like that mm-hmm. with a with a dark soy sauce mm-hmm. might go well with this something with a little bit of spice and a little bit of that oh, anise. Yeah, soy would I think soy would cut through the sweetness in here and give it a nice pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now we're on it. There you go. 123 shows and we're starting to get a little bit better at this pairing thing, aren't we? How about lo mein? Did that work at all? Vegetable lo mein. Hmm. Depends on the lo mein, I think. I mean, okay. you know, because I've had different, mm-hmm. different variant. If it's super soy, then it's super salty, and super salty would not go well with this. Right. You would need to pare down on the salt considerably. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe kind of like a spring roll, like a really fresh spring roll, like Vietnamese okay. fresh spring mm-hmm. roll or something like that would go well with this. Oh, yeah. A, a Scottish-style ale made in Belgium pairing with Asian fare. <laughs> nice. It's a world economy, man. I do like the mixtuf. Mm-hmm. First time having it. And uh, I like it a lot better than the oblong shoof. That's the hoppy, American hop triple one. And uh, I think I've had one other mixtuf, but I'm trying to blank on what that tastes like right now. But yeah, this is really good. This is a... I mean, this is really, really good. I'm. It, it's, it, it's hitting close to that... Uh, Hitting up against that wild beer sta- that statement, I don't know if I quite want to go that far, but it's it's really really well done. Yeah, I, I, for me, it, the the sweetness is a little high for me to really say wow because I had half eleven ounce bottle and it was just enough, right? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't really have much more because the sweetness was starting to really build. But it's extremely well done, and I want to point that out. Now we're gonna go back in time. August 2004. This is the Stone 8th Anniversary Ale. 7.8% alcohol by volume. Which includes barley, hops, water, yeast, and a rather harrowingly habit of taking liberties with the English language, they say. (laughs) And, uh, boy, are they correct on that one. 55 IBUs, 7.8% alcohol by volume. Oh, this is the anniversary anniversaryized version of Lee's Mild. This might have been not the best beer to hang around for four years. <laughs> really? Well, it is 7.5%, but it's based off of Mild, so we will see. So it's got this... Cola-ish color. Ooh, I think this might have been good beer to age for four years after the aroma on that one. With a ruby, ruby highlights at the bottom, and just a, the the barest bit of a head at the top. Ooh, with a interesting earthy aroma coming off of that. It, right? It's, it's um definitely earthy. First sip, I was thinking mostly barley wine type smell. Second aroma for second sniff, I'm getting more of a smokiness to it. Mm-hmm. So he said he used um, 
Lee's Mild from 99, added more hops, less water to bring the alcohol content up. Found a tasty balance, toasty roastiness from the malt, subtle by stone standards. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Oh, to, to add further complexity, oak was employed to round out the character and give the beer a bit of vanilla bourbon influence from the wood. Okay. It's good to know. Because I can taste it, yeah. Oh, that's really really oaky. I don't remember it being that oaky when it was the current year for anniversary. It's all around. It's kind of like... (laughs) You know, one thing that we we forgot to mention when we were doing The Ring of Fire, we loved it so much, but what we didn't mention was how apropos the title was in the sense that there was a ring of fire around your mouth, and in Uh the middle was the porter. Uh So it was like, you know, there was this whole ring... That beer was so good. And then in the middle was the rest of the port. There's sort of a ring of oak here. And there's a definitely a bitterness that lays on your tongue. There's definitely a stone quality push here. There's there's an aftertaste. It's it's a bit stale. It just lays all over your mouth mm-hmm. when the beer's out of your mouth. So it is not perfect being aged this long. It just has this really stale taste that just coats your mouth once the beer's gone. Yeah, unfortunately, because the rest of the beer's not bad. Uh, but the end bitterness with the with that sort of stale taste, it kind of ends up tasting a little bit... Almost like, almost like the taste that celery leaves in your mouth when you okay, after yeah. you're done with it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, celery tastes okay, and it gives you... All your vitamins or whatever, but when, when you're done with it, it's like it leaves this kind of lingering leftover bitterness that you just want to get rid of somehow. Right. That's the same way I feel about this beer. We do not have a dump back, don't we? So we're not going to waste any more sobriety on that. But, I don't know, it's probably decent if it uh, if we had it Back in fresh. the day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I got this from a friend of mine who kind of stopped drinking beer so it was actually i was thinking oh eighth anniversary that's the one that but it was the seventh anniversary the one that we thought remember when we hit that was that that was it kelly's right kelly's right like the that was uh scott's from east end's coming out party (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so our next anniversary is from hebrew the chosen beer this is their 10th Anniversary Monumental Jubilation J-E-W <laughs> Bulation Just shaking my head uh, You gotta meet Jeremy sometime He's a good guy I'm sure he's a good guy I just I, I find that whole You know Going overboard on the Hey I'm Jewish thing The chutzpah <laughs> being, Yeah Being that I am You know I was raised Jewish And so It's sort of it, it just to me, it just seems like you know why go to that? Why bother? This is at schmaltz dot com. I think is is their uh, their website. Yep. So it says conceived in San Francisco in nineteen ninety six, brewed in New York in two thousand six. So this is the tenth anniversary. Ten malts and ten hops. Ten percent alcohol. I'm guessing it's ten percent alcohol. Yep. Yes, it is. Now I haven't had this one for two years. Uh, this came somewhat recently from. Listener, who I should look up. So it is dark. 
it is black as night, basically, and there are no highlights here, and it is completely opaque. There is no see-through, no highlights, no nothing. There is about a finger's width of head, and it's a little bit less tan than I'd expect for something that's dark, right? It's kind of almost towards the... Uh, the it's, it's not quite white, but it's not super tan, the head, either. Whoever sent us to it didn't send me an email telling me he was sending it to me, so it's uh, lost to the ages. Well, we appreciate it nonetheless. Thank you very much, yes. It's got a nice smell to it. It's got a bit of a... It starts off smell. Porter is... is you know, let, let's get yeah, to the okay, right. Let's, right, get, let's right. get right to the right zip code, right? So, porter is the, the base smell here, and let's build upon that. Right. What we, what we mean by that is there's a bit of a raisiny smell to it. There's a bit of uh, an astringent kind of component to this smell. Uh, so, yeah, this is smelling a bit like an imperial porter. You know, nice and strong, ten percent alcohol. Got lots of dark fruit notes, some roast in there. It's not chocolatey. It's not like milk chocolate. If there's chocolate in there, it's going to be more of the bitter bitter chocolate. But I'm not really picking up too much chocolate in the aroma. More so just roast and raisins. And fig. Mm -hmm. That sort of flavor. Or that sort of aroma, rather. Not bad. So the flavor continues with the fruitiness. The fruitiness is really pretty big and up front. There's a lot of that dark fruit flavor, the the raisin... um, Plum and uh, at the at the back end, there's also a bit of a of a citrusy hop, right? That's really coming through and kind of cutting a little bit of that fruit down. And it's smooth. I think the, the real good thing about this is the mouth feels very smooth. Not exact, not quite velvety. There's a little bit too much carbonation for it to be velvety, but it's very smooth. Push through that. Dark fruit to citrusy hop so direction. Rapier marks this one up as an American strong ale because it's ten malts and ten hops. It really can't fit any predefined style. The um, yeah, really good. None of the flavors are really overdoing it. It's a good blend. It's it's imperial porter, but there's more fruitiness in there. Cherries. Uh, definitely fig, definitely fig. fig. Uh, and like I said, those hops are, are coming at the end, and they're just sort of they're they're cutting through some of that flavor to give you a little bit of a citrus mm-hmm. twang. Yeah, I was going to say there's some orange in there, but I was I was hesitant. I was thinking, no, oh, it can't be orange flavor. But came back, just a slight pinch of orange in there, citrusy orange. Doesn't exactly end dry. I mean, it ends. Uh, with that sort of sweet and bitter, yeah, I don't think I'm not getting any kind of like buildup of the sweetness, right? Like, like with the the McShoof. Mm-hmm. I think this one is one that I'll be able to finish my my glass with and, and be happy with. So, are you curious about the ten malts and the ten hops? Why not? Okay, so we got specialty two row, dark crystal, chocolate victory, Munich carapils, wheat, oatmeal, rye, and uh, crystal rye. Really? For the uh, malts. The hops are Warrior Northern Brewer, Mount Hood, Centennial, Cascade, Vanguard, Tetnang, Czechzots, Willamette, and Simcoe. 100-minute boil. I mean, there's so many different malts and hops in here that 
yeah, finding distinctive, you know, the distinctive notes of those malts and hops is very difficult. So with the ten hops, they added ten hop. They did ten hop additions over the hundred minute boil. Really? Yeah. So like every every ten minutes, they added a di- uh, either a blend of the hops or probably a different hop every ten minutes. That's cool. It's a cool idea. <laughs> but at that number, you you lose the nuance. You lose any of the nuance from because like I can't detect the rye here. It's now that you said oatmeal, maybe I can detect mm-hmm. a slight sickness, but that may just be psychosomatic. I don't know. Right. It, there's so many malts and so many hops that you really can't get a distinctive quality. You can't say, oh, yeah, I can taste the Cascade, and I can separate the Cascade flavor from the Tetanang because, well, I mean, they're all the same plant, right? It's just different different varieties. 2006 marks the 10th anniversary of The Daily Show, BeerAdvocate.com, and Stone Brewing. 10 is considered a modern number for... Completion replacing twelve. It goes on and on. So the the Daily Show and what did the Daily Show and Beer Advocate have to do with each other? Tenth anniversaries in two thousand six, I guess. <laughs> there you go. There, there's your. Wow. Okay. It's also the year I turned thirty. Oh, it, it goes on. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of a little stone esque. This right up, but they uh, ten children surviving the meager wages of his father. Uh, Beastie Boys licensed to ill. Yeah, Tenacious D took ten years to put the, out the first album. Beastie Boys licensed ill was the first rap album to hit number one. Oh God, who cares? Ali <laughs> <laughs> G, hey, talk about Ali G. You're a big Ali G fan. Yeah, but <laughs> not in your beer label. This is good. Mm-hmm. Very good. And it's two years old, and you couldn't... I mean, maybe but, hops have mellowed, but it's turned into a fine beer. There's really not a lot of oxidation. I don't really get that kind mm-hmm. of bourbon-esque. Still tastes fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of... Still it still ends with that citrusy note on top of a figgy, pruny, fruity note. So, good stuff if you can find it. If you got one in your cellar, mm-hmm. now might be a good time to open it up. Mm. Okay, so let's end on a very interesting note here. This is the New Light. New Light. It's spelled it's spelled N I E U W L I G T. Grand Crew 2003. Um, this is imported by the Shelton Brothers. Um, he talked about it when we interviewed Dan Sheldon. I picked this up shortly thereafter, and uh, haven't had it. Yeah, it's been around. I paid like twenty. It was one of the most expensive beers I paid for uh, up until recently. I think I paid like twenty two dollars for this bottle really? of beer. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's got a. Uh, so it better be good. <laughs> it's it's a uh, wax covered. It's a uh, wow. What what kind of bottle is this? This is. It's, a, it's an odd shape. It's it's about twelve ounces, maybe a little bit bigger. On the back, that's that's all Flemish or something, right? Yeah, but it does say two thousand eight in the thing, so maybe it's good to be aged for five years. So maybe right now is the time <laughs> to be drinking it. Twelve percent alcohol. It looks like kind of a reddish bottle. It has this red wax on the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so let's see. Let's cut. Let's get this open here. So the color here is uh, a little bit of a reddish tan. It's got some 
gold slash, well, sort of orangey highlights. So the style for this one is English barley wine. Interesting, really, because I'm smelling a lot of orange. Uh, the brewery is the Stats Brewery de Hemel, and they're out of the Netherlands. And normally I don't look at the Beer Advocate ratings before hot time, but I, you know, I just Googled this one. It ranks pretty good. Okay. <laughs> a lot of orange coming out of this. I mean, do you smell that? A lot of orange and... Uh, first thing I'm getting is alcohol in the aroma. And Fruit Loops. But orange... I'm getting a, a, a cardamom or something like that, actually. Like a peppery spice or something. Like. There's a bit of pepperiness to that, too, but okay. So imagine orange, pepperiness, Oh, now I'm getting alcohol. orange. But yeah, I mean, mostly I'm getting cardamom or something Something I have upstairs in my spice cabinet. I'm pretty sure it's cardamom. It's this aromatic, spicy, mm-hmm. peppery type aroma. And it's citrusy. That smells really That smells neat. awesome. That really just... It, it, I mean, it's one of those smells they just want to capture. That's good. It's different, isn't it? I almost want to think they put cardamom in there, don't you? <laughs> I mean, it's so spicy in the flavor, too. Yeah, there's a... Uh... Wow, I mean... The closest thing I can come to describing this is, is frankly, Fruit Loops. I mean, I, I, I taste Fruit Loops in here, right? But sort of the constituents of Fruit Loops put together in a, in a less sugary way. I thought for sure I was going to be disappointed for this beer after I paid, well, I think actually I paid 25 for it. That seems to ring a bell now. But that first sip, whew, that's different and very good. So I'm getting, like Greg said, oranges. I swear there's some cardamom in there. Um, take Go up your spice cabinet, open up the cardamom, the powdered cardamom, take a whiff of that. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I want to go get the cardamom. Go ahead. It's close. It is close. It's not quite exactly, but it's well, close. yeah. The cardamom, obviously, a jar full of cardamom is going to be a lot spicier, right? <laughs> Smell the mesa. The mesa goes well with it. Goes well with it, but it, it's I not in the, there. Yeah, the flavor's not in there. Sure. New light from uh, the Netherlands. What do you think, Greg? Is it a wild beer? No. No? Okay. Uh, in some ways, the uh, the other one was was more of a wild beer than, than, to, the, to me than this was. The Jubilation? Yeah, this was... No, not the Jubilation. The no. Oh, the McShoof. Yeah, the McShoof. The, okay. I mean, this is nice, and it's got interesting flavors, but it's a little a little too sweet. It's a little oversweet, I think, on some end. And... Um, it's got it's got nice flavors to go along with it, but it, it's not my top beer of the night. But you know, definitely. And there's a little bit of a lingering sweetness there. You know how I don't like the linger, right. don't like the linger stuff. So. Sure. How does that taste, Jeff? That tastes fantastic. I, I really like this new light. Um, wow. I. I was hesitant at first to whether to give it the wild beer. I think I'm going to have to give it a wild beer. The really? Drink, I'm drinking it. I'm really liking it. There's that cardamom flavor, which is different in a beer. Um, there's just a great complexity of fruits. There's those oranges. There's 
oh, I think I can get some cantaloupe in there. All kinds of different flavors. Cantaloupe. F- that's a that's a great call out. I can definitely taste that. Definitely taste that muskmelon uh, uh, flavor. Okay. And a good amount of alcohol too. There's cantaloupe, and actually close to the rind. Didn't you say twelve? Did you say twelve percent? Yeah. Yeah, because you can you can taste it. There, there, there's a lot of alcohol in this one. I'm gonna finish the bottle off on this one because Jeffy likey. And <laughs> Jeffy didn't have to drive home. Yeah, I think it's ranking time. All right. Well, you did the ranking first last time. That means I got to go first this time. Ding ding. All right. So let's see here. Hmm. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So, well, that goes there, obviously. Um, I guess this goes like that. I think that's how I'm going to rank him. All right. So, starting from the bottom, Stone Eight Anniversary. Well, it just didn't sit with us. It, it, it had good stuff in it, but it was overall stale. Yeah, and so we poured it, and uh, just because we don't want to waste our sobriety on it, particularly since a lot of these are, well, these are all Big high beers. alcohol beers. Yeah. Okay, so our next one, the Imperial Dortmunder from Great Lakes. I love their regular Dortmunder. I like their Imperial Dortmunder. Right. I like it. I, I don't know what else. It's oh, not great. It's like how we said earlier, if both of them were on the shelf beside each other. Hands down, even if they were the same price, hands down, I would take the regular Dortmunder. Yeah. Uh, so the next one, the third one, I'm going to put the uh, in the middle is the Hebrew, the uh, the number ten. It's just got a lot of great flavors, you know. It's got mm-hmm. all those great flavors going with it, and it's all combined together. And as much as I, you know, rag on the whole name concept of putting it out there, it's good. It's it's really good, and you're not going to go wrong with it. Next is the uh, new light, which is just, it's, it's it's really good. It's a little on the sweet side, but it's still something that I mean, if you if you manage to find the two thousand three Granite Crew, go for it because you're not really going to be that disappointed with it. It's going to be worth the money, I think. Right. And finally, the the Shoof. I mean, that was as close to a Wow beer to me without becoming a Wow beer because it's just it's got that really great toffee flavor. Uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was definitely my favorite beer of the night. I'm going to just shift one beer around. I, 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 I find it interesting that you thought the New Light was too sweet and you loved the McShoof. To me, Fair the McShoof enough. was more sweet, more cloying, and more more stuck on your tongue and got more uh, offensive as, as time went on. So I'm going to agree with Greg for the first two. Uh, Stone Eighth Anniversary Ale. Neat flavors, but unfortunately, four years is a little too long for it. It had an overall stale aftertaste. Great Lakes Dortmunder Gold, Imperial Dortmunder Gold, same thing. As uh, Greg said, good beer, not as good as the regular Dortmunder. Um, the extra alcohol, the extra sweetness just isn't extra good. It's 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 less than the than its uh, little brother. I'm going to put the McShoof in... Uh, Next, third from the top, I I liked it a lot, but that whole sweetness building towards the end and only being and only feeling like I wanted to drink half of an eleven ounce bottle, 
I mean, that just seems like it didn't have a real drinkability to it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put that there. Um, the next two, I really liked them both. I'm going to have to put the New Light number one. So let's talk about the Jubilation, second beer. I, I, great flavor, Imperial Porter, some fruitiness in there. Didn't taste two years old. I'm sure the hops have faded some, which I think has made a heck of a beer. But I'm going to have to put the New Light number one. It just so good for me i just i'm so in that beer that that spicy cardamom flavor the orange the cherries all the fruits um like i mentioned before i'm I'm curious how greg feels that it's too sweet and the mcshoof wasn't but you know we all have our own tongues new light i was really hesitant to buy it at the uh the 20 to 25 dollar range a year or two ago but now that I'm drinking it, I'm not disappointed. I've paid more for worse beers, actually. Good call. So that's right. my order. Sounds great. So we hope you enjoyed this little grab bag of a show. Uh, we hope to do some uh, nice and really interesting shows. Uh, and we also hope to be on back onto a more regular schedule now. We've gone through, we know we've gone through like a month or so without a show at some point. You know, we need to draw a winner for the What Beer Am I that you... Uh, Decided to do on the off the cuff. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> a couple months ago, so um, let me pull up the WBAIs and randomly pick one here. Go with number three. All right. Start from the top. Third from the bottom. Third for um. If okay, if, if it lands on this side, it's okay. the top. Lands heads or tails. Yeah. Okay. Bottom. Third from the bottom. Do, 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 do. One, two, three. That is um, Don Osborne. Don, congratulations. He's a multi-time winner on the What Beer Am I? Uh, so, yeah, we first asked this question back in July. And the answer was Michelob Celebrate Lager, our pre-show <laughs> beer. Greg <laughs> Off the Cup decided to make a, uh, a What Beer Am I? And I, we've been forgetting to do the answer. So, Don Osborne, you win a pint glass from East End Brewing Company. By a good friend of good beer. And uh, I'll get that out to you sometime in the next six or seven years. And uh, the DVDs should be coming out really oh, soon. Oh, absolutely. DVDs are burned for everybody who has ordered up to today. The labels are in my mail merge program. And I need to uh, get to a color laser printer to print out some labels or some covers for the DVD cases. They will be out very shortly. Excellent. And you can pop them in your DVD player this time. That's right. We have Watch our, us on your big screen TV. We have a DVD show all for you, just for just us two doing our thing. Woohoo. All right. So uh, thank you for listening to show one, one, two, three. And we will be back with one, two, four, hopefully soon. And hopefully we will get back to a, a much more regular schedule. I know we've been kind of... I don't have any travel planned. So. Yeah. That's a good thing, so we won't miss weeks. But being on an airplane is a great time to edit the show when your computer doesn't eat the show. That's another technical difficulty we had this week. On the way out to Vegas, my computer, I I went to save in mid mid, um, flight, you know, just so I didn't lose it. And I was using VMware Fusion in Windows and my Mac, and it saved. So the beginning, you know, I do crashed via radio. It saved. over and over again for an hour and 18 minutes. 
So it was crook, 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 crook. Hey, you didn't release that? I can't imagine why not. <sighs> so angry. So I edited it on the flight home. So that's why it took till uh, just today to get it posted. We also apologize for any problems you may have had downloading show. Hopefully those are all going to be resolved it's a, by the time this is It's out. a symptom of our success, I guess. So we're getting a little busy at release time. And uh, server gets a little busy. So I'm trying to do some things to solve that problem. But Thanks thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com and feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information. Okay.